I'm Mikey D. Stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have The Wolf Below and Above by Tim Sprague. So, like I said just now, seconds ago, really, uh, The Wolf Below and Above is by Tim Sprague and on creepasta.com. Um, so you can check it out there. Um, or you can just listen to us and then decide if you want to go and actually read the story and such. We'll let you to decide. Uh, Every time we review a story, people should also go read it. Because yeah, it really is. Yeah, shitty like, rundown of it. We, 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 we do. The, the gist of it. But not that yeah. you're doing and a bad job. No, no, I, I understand. Like, I, yeah. like, well, yeah, like, uh, our synopsises do not uh, always, like, equate to, like, all the fine details of the story. So like, also it is really like anybody listening to us who does like really take a sec, take a moment, pause this episode and go listen to <laughs> take it, a, take a, a pause. the episode. <laughs> but yeah, take pause the show, pause the show and, and go listen to the story so that you can actually um, get some context to what we're talking about. Cause we're, we do quote, if you're new to the show, we do quotes. But we don't give full context of the story stuff. Like it's assumed that the listener and like my host here, like we've all read the story, so we know like what the quotes are from and context and such. Mm. So, but yeah, go 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 check out. Uh, I I revoke my my previous statement. No, go go to the show. Uh, like go to the creep pasta now and uh, and check it out if you want to listen to our show. <laughs> and then our views dropped. Yep. <laughs> Um, but that out of the way, uh, yeah. So the the wolf below and above. It's by Tim Sprague. Um, and let's give our initial recommendations before we dive into the rundown or get too far ahead of ourselves. So I am going to recommend this one. I'm going to partially recommend this one. Okay. I'm probably going to recommend this one. We'll see if that. <laughs> I'm probably going to. Rec- that was very wishy washy. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, yeah. we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's yeah, let's find out why we, uh, why for our recommend our initial recommendations, starting with the rundown, featuring the Rock, because our narrator is unnamed, and mm-hmm. this is a gag. <laughs> um. So. The Rock, our narrator, is giving us a first-person pers- uh, per- first-person account of his experience here in this situation that he finds himself in. Uh, he's a killer who brings people out to a closed-down do- closed dockyard and murders them to appease some urge and cycle that he goes through on a monthly basis, uh, which also seems to correlate with the full moon most of the time. Um, they are approaching or he yeah they are approaching the end of their current cycle and things get things are getting itchy uh and like they need to satisfy that itchy urge and, and affliction that they have uh even more like the the last kill he just did 
just wasn't going to cut it. Um, the end, uh, they end. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Uh, they end up killing uh, the employees of a diner before burning it down and then fleeing the area. Um, in fact, the state, they, they just flee the state because like that was a pretty messy situation they've, they've caused uh, and was sort of unprovoked. Like they like the it, the itch and the urge came back with a vengeance and they had to satisfy it. Uh, which they did in that process, uh, albeit with a messy situation. Um, making it across to North Dakota, the Rock drives on till midday, reaching a small town called Broken Bend, uh, which will which the Rock decides will be his new killing ground. <laughs> uh, he hides his car outside of town and prepares for the light for the last night of the current cycle. Um, he had also discovered that the planets were coming into alignment on his way here. Um, like through like a newspaper uh, uh, article, he found that like, apparently the planets are aligning uh, in a, in a much more significant way than they usually do. And that might be causing his symptoms and urges to be more sporadic or more like uh, more violent or more urgent as it were than normal. Um, it is while waiting till nightfall at the local bar that the rocks affliction uh, is made known to us, the reader and soon the other bar patrons uh, as while in the washroom, the rock changes into a werewolf in rather gory and graphic fashion um, earlier than expected. Like it's still kind of, there's still sun's not quite set yet. So it's not, it's not fully dark yet, uh, but he's changed into this horrible raging beast. Um, he goes on a rampage, killing the people in the bar and then out on the street. Uh, things are going pretty well for the werewolf rock until he catches a smell of something more than human, more than supernatural, something otherworldly uh, that sends his uh, fight and fl- uh, his, his flight uh, instinct kind of on on edge. Uh, it is here that the rock finds himself confronted with a town and fog possessed of some eldritch force unseen, but puppeting the townsfolk and threatening to kill or claim the rock too. the rock flees eventually escaping wounded across a river and out of town where the, where the force or presence uh, does not follow. This was to be his night of killing the end of his current cycle, but the rock found that there was another alpha predator out there. John Cena. Da, da, da. Oh God. Da, 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 da. Get it? Cause you know, you can't see John Cena and we never see the month oh, with the God. thing holding over the town. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> so good. So bad. Finn. <laughs> Uh, now that I've ruined any like aspect of horror with our rundown featuring The Rock and John yeah, Cena, really actually have to read it to get the proper vibes because the vibes have been shot to hell. <laughs> yeah, now that we've now that we've completely ruined like this this person's hard earned story by doing this silly fucking rundown. Yeah, let's dive into the story now, shall we? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to continue doing that because, like, I feel like this is sort of like ruining the story's like vibe a little bit. It gets things silly real quick. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh for yeah uh, again for realsies <laughs> uh go check out the wolf below and above um to, and, and ignore the part ignore ignore my rundown of like featuring the rock and stuff <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, dive into everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions at this point. Um, I've got a few. Actually, I've only got, I've only got two, but and they came really near the end of the story for me that I noticed. But I'll start with this one here. The charge has always happened after after nightfall. <clears throat> after nightfall. So um, I think it means the change has always happened yeah. after nightfall. Yes. Yeah. And then the next one here. I've missed the thrill of it. This so damn much. I think you either need to use it or this. Like it can either be, I've missed the thrill of it so damn much, or I've missed the thrill of this so damn much. Not both. <laughs> yes. I did not catch that one, but yes. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, the end of my grammar position. So Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Well, I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It's always one of three places. And out of those three, it's usually one specific spot. It's also predictable. It creates a claustrophobic environment that offers no chance for escape, which in turn takes away any potential thrill and makes for a tedious experience. It doesn't have to take long or be overly painful. It does nothing for me. It's an improvement, albeit a minor one. It's just so fucking unsatisfying. It never feels the same way that it does during that incredible final night of the cycle. It's basically the perfect environment. It's been a necessity that I do so. It's some sort of sandwich, but I'm not sure which one. It won't last. It never does. But for the moment, I don't want to focus on that. It's not goddamn rocket science. It had solved one problem and created a multitude of others. It continues, however, and it doesn't seem to be coming from above me. It doesn't matter. It tears skin off as I do so. It sticks to the pan that like burned leather. It's infuriating. It's like some higher power has decreed that I'm only allowed to be happy one night each month. It won't be long before people start to arrive for breakfast. It doesn't take me long to realize that I've made a hell of a mistake. It doesn't end up being much in total, but it's better than nothing. It slides easily into the driver's side door of the red pickup, though, so I get in and start the engine. 
It won't be long before the fire at the diner is completely out of control, if it isn't already. It won't take the police long to figure out that it's missing. It's a black four-door sedan, the kind that countless people drive in every city in the country. So, that's what I do. It isn't helping that the roads in this part of Minnesota are mostly just trees and open land with nothing to break up the monotony. It's with more than a little relief that I reach the state border. It contains racks of maps and brochures both for specific landmarks and for North Dakota in general. It has to fit some specific criteria, though. It needs to have a large enough population to be worthwhile, but also not so large that it has a major police presence. It's not looking like there's a choice, though. It's extremely rare for this to happen. Normally, three or more planets align for a short period of time, then move along their orbits until they're no longer in line with one another. Because of where the planets are at in their orbits around the sun currently, The Earth has been and will be moving in and out of different alignments with different planets. It doesn't really change anything anyway. It's like I'm driving through a tunnel. It's in both walking distance to the various shops and businesses, as well as at least two of the housing developments. It isn't much. It doesn't hurt to take extra precautions. It's been a long day, so it's a relief when I came, when I come to a bar. It's just past five. It's a single toilet bathroom. It's been a long day, and I've been on the road for most of it. It's either from the stress or the beers. It's happening. It's too late. It's happening now. It's still best to take them off. It's terribly painful, but not as bad as what comes next. It's impossible to tell. It's like an unbearable pressure has been released. It just doesn't matter. It is thin and gaunt, the skin stretched tight against the face and muzzle. It's my eyes that tell the true story. It's to no death. It's a pleasure that goes beyond the effects of any drug.
It is an inhumane sound. A deep guttural call that spreads fear to all that hear it. It is the sound of hell's gates being opened. It's time to continue what I've only just started. It doesn't matter. It's a futile hope, and I suspect that some part of them knows that. It isn't often that I encounter the police while under the influence of the full moon. It's been so long since my prey has tried to resist its slaughter. It shatters the glass and smashes into the upper body of the driver. It stops a block away from me, and two officers get out, using their car doors as shields as they pull their guns free from their holsters. It's stronger now. No longer the lingering scent of something that had previously passed through, but instead the fresh order of something approaching. It's coming from upwind. It is cool and thick, and it makes my skin feel greasy. It has come out of nowhere and is rapidly becoming too dense to see through. It smells the same as the approaching creature. It's not of this world. It is my right to spill blood and feast on flesh. It's close. If it wasn't for the fog, I would be able to see it already. It sounds. I don't know how to describe it. The smell is still around me, though, and it's closing in from both the sides and in front of me. It thinks that it can tighten a noose around me with its followers. It is freezing, and the cold causes my wound to hurt more. It will heal. Uh, it will soon heal. Finn. Wow. I have uh, been writing some jot notes <laughs> on what I think was going on. <laughs> so uh, our narrator is uh, being stalked by an evil sandwich of some kind from space. Uh, and it is stalking him in a black sedan. <laughs> Uh, then when he gets to the town in North Dakota, um, it's revealed that he's either a were sandwich himself or maybe just a werewolf. <laughs> um, but then the sandwich returns with the smell and the greasy fog. <laughs> and uh, uh, as as the fog is like like uh, uh, coming like pressing down on him like from either side and in front of him, I was like, uh, it's it's going to sandwich him in the. <laughs> <laughs> also the sandwich is clearly from space yes um so yeah either he's like he like either he became a wear sandwich because he like he he'd been attacked by the thing before and has, has contracted the wear sandwich um now would it be a sandwich or a sandware 
in that case. Hmm. It'd just be a wear sandwich. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I just always like think of that like one thing is like who could, who would care for a sandwich? Is like I would, I would, and then it turns out to be an actual witch at the beach who now has a servitor. <laughs> Cause <laughs> who would care for a sand witch? Uh anyways, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that's oh, what I got out of this of that uh, that <laughs> that that conjunction junction. <laughs> Evil sandwich from space. Pretty accurate. Yeah, I was chiming in while you were saying things, but I was muted. Go uh, okay. Yep. yep. Okay, right. I didn't miss much. Well, oh. Did Did you have anything, gamer? Yeah. Do you have anything to add to it? Um, when I was listening to it, at first it's like. It brings up the sandwich, because again, there's a lot of sandwich focus in this. Um, <laughs> at least when in your rundown of it. Um, yeah. The sandwich is there, and it's like... It, it's it satiated like one thing, but there was still another thing. So it's like, he ate the sandwich, but he's like, but I'm still hungry. And he's like, it's not goddamn rocket science, it's a fucking sandwich. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just being attacked by sandwiches. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's just a guy that's sitting there like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat a sandwich. I'm still hungry. I'm going to get another sandwich to go, but a really big one. So it, like, it just barely fits in the in the car door. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was the next one is like it barely fit in the car door. Yeah. And then he just he left the, the diner, which um, ended up being in the shape of a car, a black sedan like the, the diner was. And it was on fire. That's I mean, I, I, I did go, I did like when I, when I was in, in, uh, going through West Virginia, I did go to that hillbilly hot, I, I passed that hillbilly hot dog place yeah. and they did have like buses and like little, like, like kind of like a uh, theme park, like, uh, carts or like those, like kind of like those, um, like enclosed ride air, like sections and like cabs, uh, converted into eatery, eating, eating tables and stuff like that, like eating locations. So, um, I, I could see this. I could see like a a sedan based diner, or like a, a diner designed to look like a giant black sedan. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. it'd probably be me, like Men in Black themed, or like government conspiracy themed in the inside. I kind of want to go there now, like to that. Like I totally go to that. <laughs> well, um, the way I view it, viewed it was that he eats a sandwich. And then he knows the repercussions of eating the sandwich, so he leaves the state. <laughs> and then he finds a bar, and it's half past five. He finds the bathroom, and it's been a it's... long day. Oh god, he's destroyed! <laughs> he... Oh no! Is that what the repercussions of the sandwich are? Having to take a poop? having a gastronomical yeah. uh, well, apocalypse. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and the best part is you can see the fear. It's like it's happening. It's too late. It's happening now. It's still best to take them off because he hasn't got his pants off yet. No. <laughs> oh God! It's just uh, now. I'm just reminded of one of our friends who just destroys toilets. When we living, basically, yeah, yeah. We can't like we can't take them anywhere, really. Yeah, not really. Uh, he's he's a living biohazard. <laughs> and then it, it goes like it's like some unbearable pressure has been released <laughs> it even works so well weird how like how 
well this works as like a sandwich and food related thing. Yeah. This is just fighting yeah. food ons. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like food related horror. Mm-hmm. But then the look in his eyes. It's my eyes that tell the true story. It's to know death. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens sometimes when you grab a bunch of sentences in a story that start with words that they probably shouldn't. Like it's in their butts. <laughs> there's always better words to use. Yeah. You grab all those and string them together into a, a story. It sometimes gives odd or hilarious results. My one issue with that for this one is like this one is done in you know in, it's written in such a way that like technically this is all dialogue. <laughs> um, because it's quotes, sir. Well, because the whole thing is from the point of view of the character, like narrating it. At um, best, it's all thoughts. But like, then how are the fuck are you supposed to replace its ands or but or, or like, maybe not the ends and buts? But how are you supposed to replace the its when you're talking about like things and stuff like that? Because it also describes what those its are most of the time. It's like mm-hmm. I know, yeah, yeah. But and we do do this mostly for. It doesn't really work as well. Yeah, in terms of us, like. Like well, actually, this like we're we're not really being super critical in this case. We're being more critically silly in this case. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, I guess uh, with that though, um, gamer, do we have a grammar in yellow? Uh not much. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just this one. It's infuriating. It's like some higher power has decreed that I'm only allowed to be happy one night each month. Twice a month every two and a half years or so. And then it goes on saying other things. But like, it's it's separated between like, the second part is a second sentence, all by itself even though it's directly talking about what was just said in the previous sentence, to the point that I feel like they should be connected. Either gotcha. with a semicolon, or just put a comma in there because it's not that long. Yeah. So it would come out as it's infuriating. It's like some higher power has decreed that I'm only allowed to be happy one night each month and twice a month every two and a half years or so. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's talking about his like when he changes. Yeah. Also, was the it's infuriating then period and then it moves on to another sentence or yes. was that okay? So like for that one, I wouldn't even do a comma. I do like maybe an ellipsis. Like it's infuriating. Dot dot dot. And then like. Oh yeah. Because like just because because it's clear that like in that case in this case it's like he's doing it like kind of for emphasis like it's infuriating and then yeah. the next sentence kind of thing so like if you want to like have that emphasis and not have not have like the separation of like such a short sentence then like maybe like yeah do a, an ellipses to it mm-hmm. very true yeah that's that's all I got left okay uh, so on to actual thoughts. Uh, so I'm going to start with this one here. Before she can recover, I thrust the knife forward, and this time my aim is true. The metal slides into her chest, and I feel it pierce through her heart. I make sure to remove it instead of leaving it in. That way, the bleeding will increase and death will become faster. I sigh again as I back out of the space between the crates and walk away. She's not dead yet but she will be in just a few moments. I've been doing this long enough to know when a wound is fatal. There's no point in standing around and watching the inevitable. So 
after uh, so after this and because it stated a little bit earlier that the first like so that the, or the, the knife was discarded like behind him and stuff like that like after he um uh, on that second uh strike or um or before before he went for this for the second strike like the the first attack that he does um he uh he he stabs her but like it's not a fatal blow and so he like just throws that knife away and then like uses the second knife and does the uh the stab in the quote i just referenced um i was expecting that the victim he had and i do in quotes killed would be coming back perhaps as a supernatural creature like a revenant or a werewolf <laughs> uh perhaps wielding the discarded knife <laughs> Sort of a yeah. poetic monster against monster thing, like the supernatural creature uh, accidentally ch- being chosen by a mundane killer as their next victim, sort of thing. Um, as the story goes on, that's not the case, obviously. But it was like uh, the, this early on. I, that's kind of what I was. My headspace was at because mm-hmm. I was. The story sort of like kept me guessing as to like where this was going to go. <laughs> um, and then another similar thing here is uh, this one here. I just point at a line and she nods before going back to the kitchen. I'm not actually hungry. I know that I need to eat, though. My body needs as many calories as possible during the final phase of the cycle. And at this point, I was like, at this point, we've heard we've got nothing about like anything weird or supernatural. It's just been sort of like he's got like this thing in the back of his head, like this tingling in the back of his mind that makes him want to kill or this jitteriness in his arm. Like if he doesn't kill, he has to, uh, he needs to, he starts getting like the shakes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at this point I was like, is this dude just like a serial killer <laughs> or is there something more supernatural afoot because of like the wolf in the title? Like that could also just be like a, like sort of an allegory. Cause like, you know, like wolves uh, are like a predator that stalk in the woods and stuff like that and stalk prey and such. So like much like a serial killer, much like a killer, like a regular killer um and like i feel this is some kind of werewolf situation that he's controlling through premeditated murders as a human but this could also easily just be in the mind of a killer and more of a like a psychological condition rather that he's he's trying to treat so like even early on in the story i was kind of wondering if like the way he's like describing things he's very being very vague about his condition um but there's enough hints in there that it's like is he actually going to be a werewolf? That's just like, he's like trying to like satiate his, his, uh, his transformation by murdering and by, by, by methodically murdering people rather than like becoming a savage, like uncontrollable murderer. Mm-hmm. And then later in the story, we get this, uh, sweat begins to drip from my forehead. I'm getting warmer, gripping the sink with both hands. I lean in toward the mirror and take a closer look at my eyes. The black of the pupil is no longer circular. Instead, it resembles a blot of ink that has run out across the blue iris. It's happening. The end of the cycle has arrived. The change is beginning. I knew it. So at this point, I was just like, "Yes, I knew it. I knew there was he was more than a than a, than a regular human killer." <laughs> um. Yeah. Again, like the story kind of kept me guessing. Is like, like, like it was sort of like really like adding on that anticipation is like and speculation is like is, is he just a regular serial killer like or is, well, maybe not regular serial like he's pretty methodical and like cr- and like kind of michael myers-esque he's, he's michael myers with a with a personality and a voice yeah <laughs> or at least like well that's what we hear we see uh, um like that's what we hear from his head inside of his head because like we never really hear what's going on in michael myers's head he's just mm-hmm. this quiet person but 
um yeah like it's just like um I, as soon as this happened it's like this is all but confirmation it's like yeah he's a he's actually some kind of a werewolf or supernatural creature that's like been like killing people to try and satiate his his bloodlust and now it's not working because of the the plants aligning and shit so then we have my next thing here um I've never been to this part of the country before, and I'm surprised to see that the rest stop isn't one of the standard ones with just a few bathrooms and a vending machine. This one is quite a bit larger, with a cafeteria-like section housing five or six chain fast food restaurants. There's also a small arcade, as well as a side room with a dozen leather massage chairs. Wow, North Dakota is really just South Canada. <laughs> um this is uh, sort of like a little bit of an Ontario aside, um, since we have these uh, rest stops described very similarly to the latter version, uh, the story, the one that's presented in the story um, that we, we call on roots. Um, like the O N is capitalized and it stands for like Ontario root. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, anyway, just like, just thought it was interesting because I know there are like countless types of rest stops across both countries, like in North America and such. And I even recognize the one that he's mentioning on in the former, like uh, just like being a couple of washrooms and like a vending machine kind of area that people can like stop off at. Cause like we've seen me, me and Mikey specifically have seen a couple of those on our way out down to Indianapolis uh, to go to Gen Con and uh, every couple of years. Um, like we've passed by like similar, just a little like, off the road, off the highway, like locations that are just like sheltered and then have like a bathroom and like some vending machines. But yeah, the, the, the thing that he was describing with the, um, uh, the, the cafeteria hub and like multiple fast food joints, uh, chains and some of that was really just reminding me of like the en route stations, uh, that we have up here in Ontario. So, but I'm sure they have similar ones across the United States as well. Mm-hmm. Cause it didn't um, seem like it was, um, weirdly good. You know, it's just like, oh, this is nice, but yeah. it's, it's not like extravagantly nice. Yeah, so that part wasn't weird. The familiarity thing aside, like between like of the en route and stuff like that, um, I do really like how this story, like how how the set dressing in this story are really well described. Like the dock, the abandoned dockyard, the diner, these uh, this this place that he goes to, Broken Bend. Like the the locations are all pretty well fleshed out for me while I'm reading the story. Um, and I, I get a, a really good sense of, of the environment in this narrative. Um, and then we get to this part here. <clears throat> Wait there, a small town about a hundred miles from where I am at, or from, from where I'm at, <laughs> from where I'm at with enough clustered streets on the map to imply at least a decent sized population. I pull the town up on my phone and confirm this is indeed the case. Broken Bend, North Dakota. So I had to Google it, and Broken Bend, North Dakota doesn't seem to exist, or at least it doesn't show up on Google Maps when you try looking it up. So, um, but it being a location, I have to, I, I, I have to, I have to see, I have to know. <laughs> Is it a place I could actually travel to? <laughs> uh, and then we get to this part. Speaking of a place that you have to go there that you get to go to and and googling and google mapping and stuff like that the forests are much thicker along these roads as well the trees are taller and closer together and their tops reach out over the road like a canopy even though it's the afternoon on a sunny day 
I have to turn on the car lights to see where I'm going. It's like I'm driving through a tunnel. <sighs> every time, <laughs> every time a story brings up North Dakota as having dense forests, it always pulls me out of the story. <laughs> the reason is, and, and the reason for that is, just, just Google map North Dakota and scour it. Scour that yes, no, scour that state for large swaths of forest. You'll find like two places that are even remotely have would even remotely have the amount of forest that is described in this story, and they're on they're nowhere near the Minnesota border. <laughs> like they're on the yeah, far they're on the other fancy town. Uh, yes, and yeah, two ran by a fancy I, I literally have it in my notes. Now that said <laughs> Maybe the forest is like a magical threshold to a weird town full of monsters or like a liminal signifier that the killer has just entered a weird place, mm -hmm. which yes, because like, again, like just like, Stillwood. yeah, exactly. It's a still wood or if it's just like, it's a, 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 an anomalous forest in the middle of the plains of Nebraska or not Nebraska, of, of North Dakota. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, if you Google street map, like, North Dakota, anywhere in North Dakota, like, I've, I've looked, like, I've gone around it, like, like especially around, like, the Minnesota border. Anywhere in North Dakota? Oh, God, I, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, you go anywhere. There's, like, there's no hills. There's no, like, major forests. It's just flat prairies like the provinces above it. <laughs> so it's Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's basically southern Saskatchewan. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, I just like every time, but like, cause this isn't the first time this has happened to like, I've like listened to a podcast or like an actual play game where they, where they're setting it in North Dakota or like they're running it and they're, they're playing a game in North Dakota. And it's like, they mentioned that like, there's the hills and like dense forest. And I'm just like, no, stop. Yeah, none of that. That's, that's not North Dakota. Try again. <laughs> it's like, and I know, like, geographically, I'm sure there are, like, outliers. Like, I, I know there are, like, some spots in North Dakota that, like, have patches of, of like, land. And, like, but, like, the, like, again, North Dakota is notoriously flat and notoriously lacking major forested regions. <laughs> so, yeah. It always, it always just kind of tends to pull me out of a story when, when they do, when they get, like, I don't, I've never even been to North Dakota. I just, like, I, I know enough about it, like, through, like, googling and like google image a map and google imaging and so that to know that like to know the terrain <laughs> i guess of yeah. it so you played but, geoguesser enough that you feel like you've been there yeah one of these days i should actually just travel out to north dakota but to, like why would i go to north dakota <laughs> see the trees they're clear yeah. everywhere yes yeah clear. to see the to go to the great mountains of north dakota mm -hmm. <laughs> uh but anyway, um, I digress on that on my North Dakota rant. Uh, I'll, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. I begin to make plans. There's a closed construction site just outside of town, uh, just outside of downtown, that I can hide my car in overnight. It's in both walking distance to the various shops and businesses, as well as at least two of the housing developments. I can park the car, go into town until dusk come back to the car to get ready and head for the housing developments as night falls. You know, 
Reading this story started making me a tad more paranoid about how some random serial killer could just choose a random little community or a subdivision in the middle of the woods and just, just plot out a B&E murder on the whim. As I, as, I re- as I read this story alone in my home in the dark, at night you're like slowly slouching in your chair more and more (laughs) with all the doors locked double locked with a bat nearby (laughs) yeah like like when i was reading this like a couple like the the night ago i was just like i don't know how like the story was definitely making me like a little edgy about like the realizations like this could happen anywhere anytime any place (laughs) to anyone (laughs) a little bit yeah so at least like the serial killer part of it of like the no, guy like just turning werewolves you're right yeah yeah i mean there's also <laughs> that yeah uh but then we go actually speaking of the werewolf thing we go to this part uh during this part of the change my pain is doubled this is because i have twice the amount of nerves in my body the ones running to my current shell and the ones attached to what is emerging that's a really cool descriptor of for a transformation. Like everything else has been cool of the transformation so far, but it's also like I've already I've also already heard a lot of like the, the this kind of transformation before of like the body breaking and then reassembling itself for the transformation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the double nerve endings, like as it like as the as the werewolf throws out of the care out of the person is a really nice touch. Like I really liked that descriptor of like, cause it's basically like a new life form is basically just like taking the place of the old life form and like destroying it or ripping it yeah, apart. But while the old life form is still alive. Like, cause they're, and, and they're, they're, they're both sharing the same consciousness. Like both yeah. body, both organisms are sharing the same consciousness. Um, and that's like, it's just a really cool description, like real cool, like added descriptor to like, uh, to this like transformation of a werewolf as like the body and bones break. The nerve, like the new, a new nervous system, basically is reasserting itself in the uh, in the old one as it's shedding away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have this part here: movies, television, books, legends—they're all wrong about werewolves. There's a resemblance to wolf to wolves after the change, yes, especially in the face, but that resemblance only goes so far. My body is far more skeletal and thin than the popular interpretations. Certain parts of me, like my clawed fingers, appear almost delicate. I don't have a tail, and my long muzzle contains multiple rows of teeth. Okay, so two things here. First off, yes, most fiction does paint werewolves as like bulky, shredded, literally shredded, <laughs> um, like beefcake where like man beasts mm-hmm. but some do some don't <laughs> like i, I don't want to be actually here <laughs> but like i have i there is actually a, a, a fairly like kind of now especially nowadays there's starting to become a growing common common depiction or popularity of like the like super thin like gaunt werewolf <laughs> um and i'm like looking that way yeah, and I, I'm looking particularly at like Harry Potter's version of the werewolf, and also the video game The Quarry um, has a similar kind of like just gaunt, skinny, skeletal kind of werewolf vibe. Um, it's still cool. It's just like 
the the characters being a little pretentious here. It's like the movies, television, books, legends. They're all wrong about werewolves. I mean, we resemble wolves to be sure, but <laughs> they're right about wrong, they're right about seventy five percent. It's like it's like eighty sixty five percent of the time. It, yeah, works it works every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it kind of reminded me of that sort of thing, like double talk. <laughs> but I, I we, like also like yeah, not the for the characters' credit. Yes, most like fiction and like lore does uh, kind of tell of a werewolf that is like a werewolf in the skeleton uh, in the in the in the uh, the shape of a man, and he's usually jacked. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. also the multiple rows of teeth made me immediately think it's like, oh god, it's a shark dog werewolf. <laughs> like I'm just like picturing like rows of teeth, like like a shark's. Yeah. Like, hey. oh, God, that's so cool. Like, that's also, like, really cool. Just, like, that idea. Like, that's that's the one outlier. It's like, okay, no, that's fucking cool. Like, that's the outlier. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to this other description of the werewolf here. I feel the impact, uh, the impact of the bullets as they strike my skin. The metal is hot, and it singes the tips of my fur. My mouth opens slightly as, I, as a grin spreads across my face. The sheep believe uh, the sheep believes it can harm the wolf. And as soon as I described it, like he's grinning as like, oh, God, werewolf smile dog. <laughs> Just like yeah, much. We, also a quick aside, and this might date our podcast a little bit. Apparently, there's been a new a new photo has popped up like that. People are like associating with smile dog because somebody took a photo of their husky. That was like just outside, and the way it looks, it looks so uh, like creepy and like un it, like it doesn't look like it should be a dog, <laughs> like because it, it's smiling like in a way that dogs don't smile. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, it's like it's like it's, it's only half the squ- like because like the 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 husky's face is like part, half obscured by like a ladder or some kind of like obstruction, but it's just like staring dead at the, at the person who's taking the photograph. And it's It has that has like a human smile on a fucking husky. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just unsettling. But I guess that's my connective tissues time is like, as I was reading the story, like I immediately envisioned werewolf smile dog. And then we actually have a, a more, a, a fairly recent, uh, like a new iteration of the smile dog. Um, that's popped up this week. So had to get it in here somehow, the connective tissue time. But uh, I'll move on to the next thing here I have. I know that there are other unnatural beings out in the world. I've encountered a few over the years, but none of them had triggered this sort of response in me. I was the alpha predator. Nothing was above me in the food chain. I'm calling it now. It's going to be aliens or vampires. Like that's that was my my headspace. Like at, at this point of the story, I'm just like calling it now. It's aliens or vampires. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with um, specifically because be. I, I, that was exactly it. The fog, like for me, it was either the fog is either going to be like a, a vampire in their mist form, or like an eldritch horror of some kind, or an, or or not even an eldritch horror at this point. It was just like aliens because like also mixed with the title, like the wolf of below and above. I was like, all right, well we have the wolf below, which is. Our, our earthbound werewolf but then like are we gonna have like a space wolf <laughs> no the above one is that's uh, what i realized fog. after yeah that's what i realized after like the reading the story as we get to the next part um my instincts screamed at me that i need to abandon my hunt and escape whatever is coming for me 
isn't just unnatural. It's not of this world. I shake my head in frustration. This is my night. This is my hunt. It is my right to spill blood and feast on flesh. I hear the creature coming. It's close. If it wasn't for the fog, I would be able to see it already. It sounds... I don't know how to describe it. The closest word I have is wet. And at this, I was like, Cthulhu? Pennywise? Mm -hmm. Is... I guess I was right on the alien, just like an eldritch alien thing, <laughs> like living underneath the town. <laughs> oh, it kind of seems like so, something similar to that. Yeah. So yeah, the wolf below and the wolf above. Yeah. Like, like I thought originally it was going to be like the wolf below was the earthborn, or like the, the, the regular werewolf. Love how I just said the regular werewolf, <laughs> you know, the everyday werewolf. you know, you see them like it's, it's, it's like dime a dozen werewolves. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But like, yeah, the, the werewolf that the, the, of the killer is here or the narrator is, and then, like, the I thought it was going to be like an alien or something coming from above. So it could even be a vampire because, like, vampires do have wolf forms sometimes, too. So it was going to be like an aerial thing. But, like, then you read this, like, keep reading. And it's like, oh, no, the, the, the wolf below is the what is the thing below the town that's claimed the town. And the wolf above is the guy who's on the surface. But, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we get this part here. We get this next thing here. I look around at the gathered people as a realization comes to me. This isn't just some other creature's territory. The territory is part of the creature. I've come to a long conquered town. All of the citizens are extensions of its will. And kind of like this is sort of an extension of what we were <laughs> much like how those the citizens are an extension of its will. This is an extension of my, what we were just talking about. And I was just like, oh, man, I wasn't too far off from my idea that the town is supernatural earlier. <laughs> just turns out the killer narrate, uh, narrating the story is also supernatural. So it's just like sort of a supernatural versus otherworldly thing. Mm -hmm. And like it, basically, like if this character hadn't um, if we hadn't gotten like some of the, the location, the geographical details. Like, like if it just if it had been left vague that like they crossed a border to like to another pro to another state to try and find a place and stuff like that, and especially since apparently it's forested and such, <laughs> you know, in North Dakota. Anyways, I'll stop with that. Um, I would have thought it's like so this werewolf done fucked up and ended up in Derry, <laughs> in Derry, Maine, and uh, has, has has just uh, started uh, hunting Pennywise's uh, domain. <laughs> it's like you done fucked up, son. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so no, I, I, I like how it's just like <laughs> it was at that moment that werewolf Dufresne realized he had fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, you like um, the shift in perspective where it's like, yeah, I'm oh, a badass. Oh, fuck, I'm oh, yeah, here. yeah, it's so good. It's better, and like the ending, the last seat, the last line of the story really kind of like hammers that home, which is, um. I raise my head to look back at the other side of the river, feeling shame as I do so. Something unholy has claimed Broken Bend, and and it is the true Alpha. I was like, damn! Like, I love how this story had a progression of escalation. Like, street-level serial killer. Then mid-level werewolf. Then high level threat with a cosmic horror thing possessing the town that werewolf is in 
it's just like i love it like it was just so What's such a nice level past that <laughs> oh that i think that is basically the next like that's that's basically that is, yeah. that's it's top like, tier yeah basically like we got street level we got mid-level and then we get high level which is like the highest level like cosmic tier yeah um so yeah i just like yeah it was such a, a nice like progression of uh uh progression of escalation of like what exactly is going on in the story and like what is the supernatural threats and stuff or what are the threats uh in terms of the horror angle and um it, the story also just kept me guessing about it but not in a bad way it was just like this was really fun like to like all right so i guess we're dealing with like a serial killer but like there might be some supernatural vibes here because there's some kind of like urge or affliction and it's like oh oh no yeah he's transforming he's a werewolf okay and then like he's have okay we're having a, he's just going full board just going to destroy an entire fucking town's population uh all right um and then and then like the town just suddenly turns on him and, and it turns out there's some kind of like thing or presence in the town that's like controlling everybody and like he realizes that he is he is the smaller fish in the pond <laughs> like it, it very much was like a there's always a bigger fish sort of uh sort of theme yeah for sure and i was like yeah it, it was just yeah chef's kiss moi <laughs> for uh for that escalation level so but uh that is uh that's my the end of my actual thoughts so mikey these stands for evil all right this story starts off with a serial killer yes and I, I don't really care for that until he actually changes into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's just my comment there is that if this had just been a mundane serial killer just killing everything and there was no werewolves, I'd be like, ah, oh, so disappointed. <laughs> that that said, if there had been no werewolf in the in the middle, and we had it had been a serial killer that's like going on like like escaping his pre- his previous like hunting grounds and finds a new hunting ground only to have the hunt that new hunting ground be usurped by like a cosmic horror or like basically the character slipped out of a like a mundane like true crime podcast and ended up in a call of cthulhu scenario in, a, in an actual play podcast <laughs> like <laughs> it, it was like a real like kind of real world killer ends like falls into a call of cthulhu game <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that would have been like also just as interesting mm-hmm. as like having this like adding on the werewolf theme to the the serial killer, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then I like how the the pain it sort of explains the murders. Uh, yeah. So like he's just doing it to for pain relief, and that actually reminded me of what the uh, Vampire Diaries. Uh, because isn't it that the vampires basically want to feed on blood because it helps alleviate their pain? I'm not unfortunately not familiar with Vampire Diaries. I am okay. familiar with the uh, that's actually why the zombies in uh, Return of the Living Dead eat brains. Um, because they actually they eat brains because the neurons give them sort of a, a dope, like sort of a, a, a like a, a high or like a drug hit. Um, that makes them forget the uh, the pain of of decaying and rotting and dying. Hmm. Yeah, because they can feel yes. their bodies like decaying and like 
they can they feel the pain of their bodies like rotting away and and the flesh decaying and stuff but by eating human brains it offers them a relief from that pain mm -hmm. yeah I, I like that sort of mechanic like they're, they're he he's doing it for a reason yeah and uh the only thing i didn't really like is that like he got like severe shakes and whatnot but like is there a thing where he transforms into a werewolf when it's not a, a moon well he did actually kind like, of just, he did kind of reference that like the last time he left it for too long or he ignored the the urges uh he woke up inside of a, a family's house that he didn't recognize with like the family just ripped apart and like all over the place so yeah but it seems like he's in control when he he uh, starts killing everyone when he's in his werewolf form in this instance. Well, it says like he experiences it, but he doesn't really have any control over it from the sounds of it. Like, yeah, goes, like it's just it's such a tribal, or not tribal, but like primal rather. Yeah, primal instinct mm. for him fighting in it. He's just yeah. He's a backseat driving, basically. Yeah, he's still describing uh, everything, but it's like all through like the lens of like, well, I can't, I, I'm not, I'm just like experience, I'm, I'm feeling what I'm feeling, but I have no control of what the beast inside me is wanting to do. So I'm just kind of narrating it. Okay. Um, I do also. I think um, the way maybe this might be just like me like interpreting what it's what it was saying, or like this might be what they were kind of going for. But earlier when he's like saying like every, like when I said when like he lost control the one time, uh, it might even be that like sometimes when he has the urges to kill, like during the or during the rest of the month when there isn't a moon, a full moon, he might just still be like a re he might still be a regular human just with that primal mindset. And it's not until the moon, the full moon is out that he transforms into the actual werewolf beast. Um, sort of like kind of a, a halfway point he hits if he doesn't keep the uh, the urges at bay. Yeah, so either like smartly quote unquote kill people, yeah, to like keep everyone off of him so he can re retain his sanity and keep going, or just let it go, have his like middle form fuck up to a point that he can't recover, and then he's either killed or in jail. So that's yep. why he continually kills. Yep. <laughs> and also, like we do know that. The planetary there's a weird planetary alignment, including our own, including the Earth's moon, that is seem to be like fucking around with his his uh, present situation. So like it's not always like this for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay. Uh, gamer. See what I have left to contribute. So right off the bat, I felt it kind of odd to basically read a story that's about someone who's bored of killing, but he has to do it. It's like a, it's a job he's tired of, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, definitely a couple of parts at the beginning where I was just like, well, then why don't you just like do everybody a favor and just like end it yourself? <laughs> like if you're if you're this bored of it or if like if if you're if you don't want to do this, then like why don't you put your turn yourself in or do something if you're a serial killer? <laughs> 
almost like he's nuts or something. But regardless, or that he's not exactly human. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but also, like his whole, like his laziness and lack of excitement kind of rubbed off on me when I'm re- starting to read this massive story. Like I was huh. bored from the get go because the character was bored. Weird. Was like, if he's okay. not interested in this. Why should I be? <laughs> Man, weird. Okay. I always find that in like stories and games or movies or whatever, if the main character isn't giving a crap, then it, it just lowers the mood for me. Huh. Interesting. It's like I'm trying to get immersed into it and get in the headspace of this character. If the character's bored, then I'm bored. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Fair enough. So for most of the story, I was like, can we just be done already? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to be here today. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, an eighth oh. through the story. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, uh, so like in the last couple of weeks, like you've managed to like read the stories ahead of time, like well in advance. But then you totally kind of you, you definitely fell off the band. I'm sorry, I'm throwing you under the bus. No, <laughs> you did. You did fall off that bandwagon and ended up reading the story. What, like hours before that we started recording? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? I put up a gif of a lazy dog raising his hand saying, I did it at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Because, <laughs> like, I, re- I replied back. It's like, hell yeah. But, that, like, I replied back when I woke up this morning. And I was like, hell yeah. And then I looked at your time. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. Yeah, you got it done. I didn't start at 5. I ended it. So that means yeah. I started around noon. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to throw shade at the story. Long stories no. are generally good, and yeah. but anyway, I'll continue. Hmm. Um, we kind of brushed on this. He keeps talking about his condition and cycle, but we know yeah. nothing about it until the end. And I guess that's the point because it's supposed to be a twist of him turning into a uh, werewolf. But yeah. it's brought up so many times <laughs> that it was frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's like. It, at a certain point, like I, I was, I was like, "All right, this is either like a psychosis, like th- we're either going with like the psychological werewolf because it happens on the moon, but he's not straight up saying that he's a werewolf. But like, why would he say that he's a werewolf um, in his own head? But then, well, he like, said he's a werewolf when he turned into a werewolf. Yeah, but like he keeps mentioning like the affl- the affliction or like his condition or like the, that condition the... could just be psychological and easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like the, the way it was said, like, and it's like it, my condition only really like amps up, like uh, or the cycle only amps up, especially like uh, when the full moon is. Out. I was like, okay, so is this going to be a werewolf thing? <laughs> but but then talk to like anyone that runs security. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Full moon. Full yeah. Moon, like, the crazies come out. I, I was actually yeah. I was just going to reference like the fact that like the reason why lunatics, like the word lunatics, comes from Luna, which is the moon. And because God. there there is a did you just find that did you just discover that? <laughs> okay. Um but like no, like that that actually actually is like historically like a a, a, a thing that happens with pe- certain people. Like they get a lot more on edge, a lot more crazy or like uh temperamental when the full moon is out for some reason. And like it's happened across history. Like and some believe that is why we have the folklore. Or like that's where the legends of werewolves started from was because people were acting up much crazy, much more like uh, fantastically during the full moon. Yeah. So, yeah, like and that. That's like the yeah. first three quarters of the story. I thought that's how it was going. Yeah, yeah. 
I was about ha- I was about half and half. I was like, this is either going to be just all serial killer, or this is going to be a serial killer who's also a werewolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll move on from there. Uh, yeah, early on, I kind of got the feeling that it's werewolf because title plus talking about cycles and stuff, and I'm like, I was. Be like, okay, well, he's killing to like satisfy the urges and stuff, which is actually true. But like halfway through, I'm like, is there actually a werewolf angle? Is yeah. a murderer? <laughs> like when he gets to the second murders, I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, he's just a dude then, and he's just like attributing the cycle stuff to the reason, quote unquote, <laughs> he has to do it. Yeah, he's um, a he he he. Maybe he's just a true crime werewolf. Like again, like a werewolf in the in the psychological like condition sense, where like. Uh, a guy who can't control his killing urges, like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. But too much. But yeah. Um. After the first kill, there's this line here. Putting a set of keys. Sorry, pulling a set of keys out of my pocket, I removed the locks from one of the doors and pulled the chains free. I tossed them off to the side in a small pile and go outside. The cold winter wind immediately assaults me. And I grit my teeth as I wish that I hadn't left my coat inside. Then go back in and get your still in the doorway. <laughs> You're still there. It's it's like way over there. It's it like it's like the Harold and Kumar thing that they, they he looks back. It's like I've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone forever. Yep. I did find out kind of weird. Um, yes. So then after that, it goes, and I'm like looking at the runtime, quote unquote, of how much I got to read. And I'm like, this length of a story better be going somewhere because as a story, I wasn't really liking being in this guy's head for an extended yeah. period of time with no real progress. <laughs> like between kill one and two, which is the length of a story generally. It, it's basically like really happens. Yeah. The, the first the first act is like almost the half the story. It's like I think actually within about. I so I took two breaks. Like I, I took a break in the story. Like I read the first ten pages, and then I read the rest. The the the, the other nine. I'm pretty sure by like, well, I uh, just like I just I had some time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <Exactly>. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 rather nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like so, I, I'm pretty sure like by like the tenth page, we were still like serial killer mode, just like oh, yeah. uh, escaping his escaping his previous like kills. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. escaping across state lines, so yeah, it's Just like the like the 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 eldritch like the the actual like the presence in the town doesn't make itself known until like the third last page, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like the werewolf scene is like I think only about like five or six pages uh, from the end of the story. So yeah, I mean, like I could... nothing happens for most of the story until things happen, until like all <laughs> the things happen at once. Yeah. And then my next part is um yeah. Oh god, yeah, like sorry, page yeah, page thirteen is when uh page thirteen Yeah, page thirteen is when he starts changing into a werewolf in the bathroom. So Yeah. Sorry, I was just double checking that. <laughs> I was like So page thirteen of nineteen pages. <laughs> so it is pretty far in there. 
Yeah. But anyways, my next part. <laughs> so when I was reading this story, felt like this story could have stopped multiple times. Seven, in fact, I can't. Interesting. Because, yeah, I don't know if it's because it was late and I was tired and I was wanting to be done, or because it does actually give a lot of actual legit solid stopping points that you could just end it and that's fine. It changes the outcome. But, like, for example, after the first kill, like, which would make Nair basically just a mundane murderer. Just a story about a murderer who's tired of murdering. He's been doing it so much it's boring but he does and it just, and it's yeah. over yeah and then this the is, next part is like after the second kill it's like okay it's a little different it's showing that he's fucking up a bit but i could see it ending there when he's like cross escaping sorry when he's about to do the second kill actually. oh okay because like first kill happens like okay i have to get out of here gets to the diners like fuck i need to kill again i don't want to though and then it stops there it's like okay i, I see it's, like it's going to be a recurring thing he's not going to stop yeah and then you could also stop it when he's driving away from the second kill. It's like, okay, he's done the second one. Probably going to keep doing more. This is going <laughs> bad, but I get it. And then you could stop it when he finds the new town. It's like, okay, well, that's the new town that he's going to start <laughs> mundanely killing people in. Okay, fine, I get it. And then he goes into the bar and he turns into a werewolf. I'm like, okay, he's a werewolf that's going to murder this town now. Okay, you can stop here, I get it. And then, like, he gets outside and, like, starts killing people. And he murders the entire bar and he howls dramatically. As, and like, the credits don't roll. Because, <laughs> like, he could stop there after killing everyone in the bar, after doing that cool pose. But it doesn't stop there. <laughs> and then he goes outside and he sniffs the air as he's, like, sensing that there's some horrible monster there now. And he's the prey now. And it could stop there, but it doesn't. It keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you partially recommended this story, so it's fine. I know. <laughs> I should recommend it mostly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mostly, mostly. But yeah, it was not frustrating, but it's interesting to be reading along and being like, I could see it stopping here. I'm going to yeah. keep reading because I have to slash want to, but I could see it stopping here, and it changes the outcome a little bit. Yeah, it, it is very interesting to also like to see our like our perspectives based on how we're reading the story. Like I was reading the story. I was enthralled. Um, I was getting a little nervous about my surroundings while reading it because like, that was the headspace I was going into it. Like just the serial killer. Like I was, I, cause I, I, I'll fully admit I have a morbid, uh, uh, a morbid mind. I no. enjoy true crime stuff as much as like creepy pasta, like as much as like supernatural creepy stuff. Uh, so like I was, I was kind of into the story. I was into like the serial killer bit. Um, uh like it was entertaining in terms of like what it was like being in the mindscape of a killer but it was also making me nervous of or it was it was adding that little bit of anxiety in the back of my mind as a reader it's just like are all my doors locked <laughs> <laughs> do i have a weapon nearby to protect myself <laughs> probably not cuz my beagle is definitely not going to at her age <laughs> <laughs> i don't think she'll bark <laughs> at this point uh when when a door uh, when somebody breaks through a window uh, effort. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll move on to Max now. Yeah. Which is basically just me realizing how funny my reading of this story <laughs> went. Because, like, um, I had to start last minute. And um, right when I woke up from passing out, I wasn't done, <laughs> by the way. I passed out. Uh, I woke up with a pus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I but soon after that, I very quickly got to the point of him dozing off at the wheel. That's around when I. Oh wow! Out. Yeah, and then I read a bit, and I, and I figured, like, I have a lot to go still. I should get a snacks so I have some fuel. So then I get up and make a snack, sit down, start reading, and he goes and stops for food. <laughs> so, so oh my gosh, there's connect. There's your connective <laughs> tissues time. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. it's odd You're... how connected it was to my reading of the story. <laughs> yeah, stranger like, than fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like I had to read it late for that connection. Yeah. Maybe that's partially why I like it because it spoke to me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It whispered that I need to pass out now, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> that you were, you were so immersed, like, like you were, you were uncomfortably. I was the character. I, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say, because you always like say it's like I, I like to get immersed in the in the in the characters of the story and so that. Yeah. And you were uncomfortable with the with the serial killer vibe, like being in that person's headspace mm-hmm. while reading the story, and then like <laughs> you were so immersed, <laughs> you got exhausted and fell asleep, yeah. and then woke up and realized you should go get uh, some a snack. To boost your energy, much like the character did. <laughs> yeah, I was immersed in all the right and wrong ways. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> Inception. <laughs> yep. Next note is just, I like the transformation. Interesting take on it. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah, it's very thematically like, like, yeah, werewolf transformations aren't fun. <laughs> no. There's a reason why most of them, like, why most of the, like, most victims are portrayed like uh, uh, most werewolves of of. They say most werewolves, most vi- victims of 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 lycanthropy, are not stable human beings. Even after, well, even when they're human, it's because like they have to deal with that sort of mind breaking, body breaking, um, transformation. Yeah, which is not so, fun, Isaac. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere it's just like a poof of magic, and I'm, ooh, I'm all over the world. Yeah, right like, now. yeah, like World of Warcraft and the Worgen. Yes, <laughs> where literally you just like there's a puff of magic of magic dust, and you're suddenly, oh, you're now a, a man wolf, or yeah. now you're now you're a sexy werewolf man, of course. or a werewolf woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's not horror. No, that's that's fantasy. We yeah. we want the when it comes to horror, you need the graphic, painful agonizing sand breaking transformations mm-hmm. but either way my next note uh for most of the story i was referring to him as nair because he's nair right yeah but then he turned into a, a werewolf so then at from this point in the story forward, <sighs> i called him nairwolf okay i was i was thought you were gonna go with where nair no nairwolf <laughs> okay nairwolf yeah okay, that's fair where nair also works you're right but nairwolf is pretty one-to-one with werewolf Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yep. Also, I both hate and love that we never get to find out what the Broken Ben monster is. I, I'm kind of with you. Like it, it, with the way it ends, I was like, I am perfectly fine with this ending, but I would love to know more about Broken Ben. <laughs> yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck happened to that town? <laughs> He's powerful enough that he didn't even need to make an appearance. He's just like he don't, he, he did he made minions, a... get rid of him. I see the way I got it is like he was there. You just he just you he's just the entire town. Oh, he was like, puppeting everyone. Yeah, exactly. It, it, like he it, it's like Pennywise. Like Pennywise is the is technically the spider and the clown beneath Dairy, but he is also just Dairy. 
Like he is his presence permeates every atom of that town and its people. Like that's why people would in Derry like protagonists then? Like you would be hmm? a part of them? Uh technically oh, that, that that's what separates the uh, the 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 character the 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 protagonist characters like the kids from Pennywise is that they are shielded from it from its influence. Okay. Um both because they are being targeted by Pennywise and because they're being shielded by another entity technically. Uh read read if you read Stephen King's it there is actually another there's a an antagonistic entity or at least an, an entity that opposes the Pennywise entity. Okay. In the uh, in the the greater cosmos, but yeah, but yeah, like that's kind of how I like I do like I I'm with you like it's like I was like I'm both glad and 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 and, and like, I'm both glad and a little disappointed that we don't get to see the monster, but like that is sort of the aspect of like this I think of the the creature this uh, this this uh, author is going for with like the co- almost like a cosmic horror is like. It's not like the sound it makes; you can't even describe. So it's like basically like a Lovecraftian thing. It's like a, it's more just a presence than a physical entity. Honestly, I feel like it would cheapen it if they yeah. showed the monster. Yes, because like it by not showing him, it makes him seem that much more powerful. Because like he's like this little werewolf running around is such like small. It's such a small threat he won't even inconvenience himself to fully materialize like that's how like, powerful this thing is that that right there is you just described cosmic horror yeah. like like this story has three types of horror in escalation we have mundane horror i.e the serial killer angle mm-hmm. then we have supernatural gothic horror with the werewolf and then we have just straight up cosmic horror with the thing that is the town and the people that the that the werewolf has stumbled onto, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I like that that line where it's like uh, he hasn't just he didn't just um, uh, uh, step into somebody else's territory; it is the territory. <laughs> like that is that like he just stepped on the creature. He basically just walked into the creature. <laughs> yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. And then. Um... <laughs> Either way, shit, shit goes down. He's running away. Humans are being puppeted to stop him. And there's like a semicircle of humans with knives that like <laughs> try to stop Nairwolf at the tree at the tree line, and then like he kills all of them and all that. Yeah. Like, and then it says, "Uh, the creature's scent is closer." Well, the people weren't able to stop me. They were successful in delaying. I continue on. He could have easily just jumped over them and kept running. Yeah, he, he did could. it before in the bar, which is a that much is... more enclosed space, and he did that move. Yeah, unless he's I a mean, Pokemon and he only has so many like uses of that move per day. Yeah, he only has flee or escape so yeah. many times. Well, the other thing is like he is also still a beast, so like he he's probably like may may have been prone to like his more like animal urge to like being a be- well. Usually, werewolves are rage monsters, so like the rage could have just kicked in a little bit more of like his frustration of being blocked. So he just, just fuck it. I'll just like rip all these guys apart first. But at this point, he's like a dog running with his tail between his legs. You're right. Yeah. So, so I, if like, uh, that's okay. If he, the rage takes over, but I feel like there should be a line of him saying like, even though I really wanted to get out there, I had to run away from this creature. These guys were pissing me off. So I had to kill them. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I kept running because they were not actually in my way. They were simply delaying my my escape. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Mm-hmm. 
And then in regards to the humans as well, like he's in the force and then all of a sudden he gets shot. And then it's like, ow, that was a big gun. That one actually hurts. And then he runs away and they continue firing at him <laughs> over and over again. And none of them hit. Yeah. The first shot, I, I feel, real good. Yeah. You got the surprise round, extra dice to hit. Good to go. But then they just turn into stormtroopers. Like I mean, gamer... I, I, like look at like you I, I you're one to talk about our <laughs> when it comes to like this kind of thing that happening in in uh uh like they're rolling their initiatives and like doing really well in their surprise attacks and then just nerfed like the rest of the ga- combat <laughs> what are you trying to say saying you're shitty at rolling no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. i know i am <laughs> yeah After or it's like knows I am. yeah also it's not just you because like also if you uh uh our other our other player over at one less die who has like an amazing like like one shot almost kill like sneak attack but as soon as he's done that like during that combat I, I, in recently one of the combats we had in in one of our D games um he like kept sh- he kept uh, attacking and kept whiffing every time it happens but also so, yeah. the story isn't D. no but like, we're, it, <laughs> like you're, you're free you're... to actually write it how you want and i feel like he should have gotten shot at least one more time, especially since right, him being shot doesn't matter because he says it's going to heal anyways. So you might as well wound him more than just one hit. Yeah, he could even like reference like at least like uh, they could they could fire at me as all they want. It's just uh, the only the only danger I'm in is, is that they're slowing me down. I'll heal up. It's not silver anyway. <laughs> like yeah, I mean that might be why it actually went through because it's silver. Or just because it was a powerful enough like slug, it's like it it went through him, but it didn't. Like, it's going to heal and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh god, I just realized they oh, fired man. at him and then missed, and then missed again, <laughs> fired again, and then missed. Oh god. And there was also a wolf in that. That's what yeah. that um yep that game grumps bit was about. About trying yep. to shoot a wolf and you kept missing. Yep. Yeah, that's about all I got for notes. Okay. Well, uh, I suppose now it's on to final thoughts. Um, not a whole lot for me to say other than I'm still going to recommend the story. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the the level of progression from mundane to supernatural to eldritch <laughs> uh, threat level and uh, the horror aspect of it. Yeah, not um, to do that. Yeah, everything was well described. Like the the narration was really nice. Like everything was was fairly well fleshed out. Um and it, it kept me guessing as to like what exactly is going on in the story, but in a good way. So yeah, I'm gonna recommend the story. Alright. So I I think Gamerdale hit the nail on the head with the main character not carrying he doesn't want to kill, but he's bored with it. So it's like, well, if you're bored with it, then why are you doing it other than out of necessity because of the itch or pain or whatever? He's but the whole, but yeah, the whole, if he's bored, then why do I care type thing, right? Yeah. Um, And that's the beginning of the story where we don't, necessarily have the supernatural angle brought into the story yet where he turns into a werewolf 
Um, so that that's why I, I'm still only going to partially recommend this because it takes so long to get to the actual werewolf. And until that point, it's all just okay. I'm reading about this deranged serial killer and what's the portion that makes this supernatural or whatever. Like, I, I heard there's wolves. Yeah. Where are the wolves? <laughs> the wolves could have been allegorical. <laughs> they didn't they have to be literal. Yeah, yeah. They could they were metaphorical <laughs> wolves. <laughs> it is metaphorical. It'll I can't remember the full line. I can't either. Strike strike fear to the hearts that knows it. <laughs> yeah. So the I can only partially recommend it. Okay. Like, like he does have some pointers and stuff, like what an actual serial killer would do, like driving the speed limit and covering your tracks and all that stuff. But um, uh, it didn't become overly enjoyable for me until the werewolf showed up. And... I was making the it story at the same time, and it was hilarious. That's fair. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, I see how it is when the story's overtly supernatural. You're like it's just mundane, and when it's overtly mundane, it's like I don't like this. I want supernatural. You're finally clued in. Uh. <laughs> God. But no, that's fair. It, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, gamer. So overall, I did enjoy the read because, like, yeah, it took a while to get there because, like, until I'm sorry, yeah, it took a while to get there because until like the perspective shift of like Nerwolf needing to run, I was gonna say partial, but like, I do like what was done with this story. That being said, there's a good bit of fluff in this, kind of. Um, contrary to the opinion from a couple of episodes ago, this one has too much visuals in the combat. It, not that it's overly gory, which it very well might be, but like, there's so much killing that it numbs the reader to it. And by the time I got to the werewolf kills, I was already burnt out. It's like, oh great, he's killing more yeah. people. Like, it, it's not a surprise anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, since I said before, like, I feel like the story could have stopped multiple times as well. Like, and in my opinion, if the whole initial kill was removed entirely, and you just started from him going, like, walking to the second oh. place, it would be so much better. Because it would remove the whole bit about him being like, I'm bored of this. I don't want to do this. And it would remove <laughs> a whole bunch of the, oh um, talk about cycles and his affliction and stuff it would cut yeah. down on a lot of it and i feel like it would make it a lot more enjoyable yeah also alternatively it could go you could you could maybe even cut it a little bit further ahead as he's escaping the burning diner where he's just murdered some people and trying to escape state lines yeah you could start with him like looking around at the carnage that he just did 
Yeah. It's like, oh shit, it happened again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I better clean this up. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, Even like after he, just killing someone, yeah, I after, had to do it again. <laughs> yeah, like basically have it end like where he like the the diner waitress and the cook are dead, and he's like now in the process of trying to clean up like his mess because it was too messy. And then go on to like him escaping in his in his car and or escaping one of the ca- the cars and stuff of like that, and um and trying to get us go across state lines and stuff before the cops catch on that what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the very first kills would be the werewolf kills. Yeah, then you would actually get like it's like all right, is he a serial killer? Is he a serial? Killer? Oh no, he's a werewolf. And this is coming from somebody who who enjoyed the entire story, but yeah, I could definitely see the value of like cropping it a little bit or like editing out some th- editing out some of the 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 earlier stuff to kind of like refine the story a little bit more yeah just for me personally i would enjoy the read better if it started there just because it's a slow start in mm-hmm. my opinion it takes a while for the momentum to actually get going like ironically the momentum picks up when he's in a car <laughs> <laughs> Or that's not ironically, that's thematically. Oh yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but overall I still want to recommend it because I like what was done with the story because of Do the it. the escalated <laughs> ex- escalation of mundane, supernatural, cosmic, and the cool transformation scene and the combat stuff is done well. Uh it's just I personally feel like the first half of the story doesn't need to be there as insulting as that sounds I'm sure but like it was just too slow for me and I didn't like the uh, I'm bored of this vibe of the whole start of it Yeah, but overall I still recommend it because it is still a good story in regards to werewolf stories because it has some interesting takes that I like mm-hmm. I, I'm honestly thinking I might try and look at the like look for the if the author's done any more creepypastas or like r- horror stories specifically about broken ben because i'd like to like i i'm fine with it not no if there's no stories no more stories about broken ben that's fine because it left an impression yeah <laughs> like i i would like to know more but i don't need to know more mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah i guess that's that's it then uh two and a half recommendations uh one partial and two uh, full recommendations and uh I think that'll do it for this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Uh, you can send uh, messages to us. Uh, Mikey is at the East stands for evil. The gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. Yeah, it's a bit at this point. Yeah. And I'm at review cultist review cultist is also on blue sky. <laughs> so if you're, if you, if you're on there, you can, uh, you can, Check us there. I I will be posting stuff, um, but uh, both of my art and uh, related links to One Less Die and Aldente Rigamortis. Um, you can also send us emails at Aldente Rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. We can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up El Dente Rigor Mortis and select the back of you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely as you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, 
Thank you immensely, because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without these stories that you write and post online for people to enjoy, we really wouldn't have much of a show, because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Tense Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>